0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL.
1: Hockey. Yeah. yeah. My favorite, it's
0: Judd's Hockey Show.
1: That's right. We're not dead. We're back. Judd's Hockey Show. Judd and Declan. It's been quite uh, quite a while, Dex, but you know what? When the National Hockey League in the wild is doing nothing and we still don't know when they're going to start, it's really tough to talk about Things when there's since free agency nothing going on,
0: and hockey is just unfortunately as much as we do love it, it is one of those sports even in non pandemic years where after July one through eighth, you everyone does everyone, everybody, media, players, team takes a break for about six weeks. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, if if it was not a pandemic year, right now we'd, we'd be talking about American thanksgiving which yep. which is discussed in nhl circles as the time of year when we can decide who's probably going to make the playoffs or not mm-hmm. you know I, I think there's some overwhelming statistic that if you are yeah when american thanksgiving hits if you are in the playoff picture you're in pretty good shape for Correct. the spring and if you're not you're not in good shape but uh, we can't do, can't do that. that yet hey quickly um before we get started on some wild stuff Shout out to the Gopher Hockey team. Yes. 4 swept Penn State last, what, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then uh, played Ohio State at Mariucci on Monday and Tuesday and swept them. I believe they will next play uh, Michigan State at uh, East Lansing. Gopher Hockey, though, looks like it could be fun. Uh-huh. And um, I, think, I think we might want to get our buddy Jess Myers on here pretty soon to talk yeah. about that team because that uh, – I tell you, I haven't been this excited about that program mm-hmm. in a long time. I mean, they look—they look back to being really good. That blue line, the goaltending's good. The blue line looks really good. Uh, they've got speed and skill. Yes, this is as good as this is as good as the Gopher hockey team has looked to me in a long time.
0: Yeah, I, I would say you know the Gophers will always have a lot of skill and talent up front, but the last few years it's been either their blue lines too young or they haven't figured out their goaltending or. Just not all the pieces have come and in, come into place for them and, and in years past they've been able to make up for deficiencies like that with their peer talent. And with college hockey now kind of expanding and not all the top prospects coming yes. from Minnesota staying here and going to the U of M. It's yep. a lot different. Uh but you knew too that Matsuko was gonna have a little bit of a slow burn here and you're starting to see that it was gonna be and it was gonna be a quick turnaround. Um, it wasn't going to be this year zero crap that we heard from PJ Fleck or anything because Moscow wasn't going to do you that. Why got a rip Fleck? And I know him Thanksgiving. And, why got a rip Fleck? And I know Bob and PJ are close, but um, I I'm, I've been very impressed with them. It, it's probably the best they've looked in about five years. I think it was that second to last year with Lucia um, in 2016, 17 when they, they were honestly that was the last they've been really really good with that last core group of seniors. But yeah, this year they should be really damn good, and I'm I'm hoping and I I kind of like this uh, Monday Tuesday <laughs> schedule thing, man. I kind of dig it.
1: You know what's funny? I do too. I so so in the year of a pandemic. I'm giving up on complaining about stuff, right? Like ah oh, the WCHA it's just gone, okay? Yeah, but definitely. I mean it's a pandemic. I'm with you. There's two things right now about the sport of college hockey that I'm really into, like big time, okay? One is the Monday Tuesday thing was great. Yeah. I actually liked it. It gave me something to watch. Uh the other thing that they have perfected, and I don't want them to go back, the length of games. It's
0: quick, isn't that quick?
1: They cut they cut between periods down from 15 minutes to 12. Yep. Um, they now don't kick guys out of the face off circle. They warn you, and if they warn you again, it's a delay of game penalty. But but the rule's a great rule because it's a linesman rule. So it's basically drop the damn puck rule. Yep. Like it's not about the players. Right. The linesmen are unbelievable. And you basically have stripped them of the ability to kick guys out, which is awesome. Yeah. So the officials have lost that.
0: Um, I believe one less media timeout, too. And
1: one less media timeout. And I think, they're, I, I want to say, though, it's one break, basically, yep. per one long break
0: yes. for commercials. I, I think it, it typically was, what, 5, 10, and 15, and now I think it's just... I think it might be like 12 and seven or, or something, like 12 That's and five great. or something. It's great. And uh, Jess
1: tweeted game great. game one uh, that the Gophers won on Monday against the Buckeyes. I believe Jess's tweet said 159. Yeah. It's soccer. That's
0: great. I love no, that. No,
1: but I'm, but, and I was, I was texting some or uh, tweeting some folks. I'm um, saying the NHL is not going to do this, but they no. should look at this. Yeah. The 12 minutes between periods. Yeah. Because here, here's my thing between periods and halftime of college football it's unnecessary and don't give me the band i i you know I what i hate i hate bad let fans. the band let the band come into the stadium and play on wednesday and videotape it and then play it on your screen but give me the national football league just as a quick aside the national football league halftime is perfect yep the college halftime should be the exact same but the twelve minute between period in hockey intermission, yeah, I'm in love with. I mean, one fifty nine,
0: right? Dex, one fifty nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that of all the Woo. major sports, hockey has the least problem with pace of play. I really think that. I, I don't. I don't think um, if you were if you know baseball's obviously and it's in a league of its own, pun intended. But then football, basketball, and, and college really fast. football. But then, but the end of a game can take forever, and I know that can be also exciting. Yeah. But at the same time, my God, just get it over with. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree. But with that. I, I would say so. Pace of play—that's the NHL. There, that's one of the things they're actually okay with. However, um, I'm okay with it. I, I, quicker games, man. Two hours. I love that. Right. No, it's
1: dead time. Yeah. Right. It's and dead time that's gone.
0: And I also believe too. Like, look, college hockey is in a what uh, you know for the last honestly decade has been in this kind of darker spot. It's not as popular as it used to be, and yep. that's not just a WCHA thing. I think that's a national thing. And if you can get those games, like, look, I'm sorry, no, you're not going to be able to track a younger audience if you're playing on Friday and Saturday nights. It's pretty obvious. So if you can make it a Monday night thing when more people are home, yeah, do it.
1: And, and that's a great point. And the other thing that I think is marketable is this. When we come back from the pandemic, if you marketed go for hockey with very reasonable ticket prices. So I'm saying you yep. got to slash those two families and basically say, we'll get you out in two hours. If I'm a dad with yeah. kids, one, the wild's expensive. Yes. Two, yep. those games can go, you know, not okay. super long, but they, they can go longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you tell me you could buy reasonable tickets for you and the wife and kids and get me out in two hours... Hold on a second. Now we've got a ball game on our hands. Exactly. So anyway, I have uh, fallen in love with not just pace of play, which is good, but time of game. All right. Uh, A week ago now, Dex, two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. the National Hockey League unveiled via Adidas, which makes its jerseys now. Yep. What they call their, what, retro uh, retro throwback? Re- re- reverse, reverse retro. <laughs> reverse retro Addy Zero, A-D-I-Z, A-D-I-Z-E-R-O, mm-hmm. authentic jerseys for all 31 National Hockey League teams. Yes. And I want to talk about them <laughs> a, a, as a whole, but first let's get into what... The wild is doing. Yeah. Uh, And I'm going to read this directly from the wild press release on their jerseys. Okay. Which is the wild reverse retro Jersey is a unique combination of the North stars, 1978 Jersey with the current Minnesota wild crest. The reverse retro Jersey is the first time the beloved North stars green and gold colorway has been worn by the wild complete with era specific drop shadow numbers. Uh, Legends of the North Star organization, including Mike Medano, who now obviously works for the Wild, wore those colors while playing in the Twin Cities. Uh, If you have not seen these and you are uh, listening to us right now, you can easily go on and Google Google these and see um, what the league has done as a whole, including the Wild and the reverse retro jerseys. Uh, also, to be clear about these, when the Wild does start, and we don't know when the league is going to start play for the what's going to amount to the 2021 season, they are going to wear these on occasion, so they are not going to be the full-time sweater. Yeah, um, They are going to be for at least a year what the Wild will, I think, basically call and what constitutes the third jersey. But just first off, your thoughts on the fact that the Wild which has paid homage to the North Stars before, but I think is reluctant to do so too much. And I get why your thoughts on the throwback, which go back to, to the 78 season, which was the Jersey when the Cleveland Barons and North Stars Mm -hmm. merged. uh, And eventually by 81 went to the Stanley cup finals with our buddy Lou nanny as GM.
0: Yeah. Well, first off, they're also on our video screen for people who are, are watching us right here. So this, these are what they look like. Our our podcast listeners, I'm sure you have also seen them. But yeah, they're they're essentially the North Star branded colors with the Minnesota Wild logo. And I know there is some people who wanted like essentially a newer logo, like they wanted the M or the North Star kind of logo. They in wanted there. the M instead of the
1: yes, they wanted the, the M instead of the N instead of the Wild right. logo. And the Wild basically said we never talked about doing that.
0: Right. Uh, my initial take is they're they're slick. Okay, I like them. I really do like them. I will say that Jersey Take Twitter is one of the most interesting take Twitters in the world. There are so many people who have takes on a barrage of things. It could be sports. It could be politics. It could be alcohol. It could be television shows, media. Go on and on the list. The one that probably baffles me and just intrigues me the most of all of those things is Jersey Take Twitter. Because people have Jersey Takes, man. And don't get me wrong. There's some that I've loved that have come out here that I've got you, them, we're, yeah. we're going to get into here that others that are good. I get them. I just I have never looked at a jersey and been so, A, like insanely in love with it that I'm like it, it's the coolest thing ever. And I've also never hated something so much where I can't look at that team. It's just a, such an interesting crowd to me. I love mm-hmm. it that that's what they're passionate about, so I, I'm not poo-pooing their passion for it. Mm-hmm. It's just a very interesting culture to me. But these these sweaters are slick. I like them. They remind me of the North Stars. The North Stars had arguably one of the best-looking sweaters and logos in all of sports. Judd, I don't have to tell you that. And I, I like them. I, would I have liked them the, for like the North Star logo or a newer logo to be included? I would. And I believe when we have talked to Lou Nanny about that, that North Stars logo and right situation is not a Dallas Stars problem. That is a NHL. The NHL owns that logo, right? I believe is what Lou Lou told us.
1: Russo wrote about this uh, in the past couple couple of weeks when these jerseys came out. So the Dallas Stars own it, but the National Hockey League controls it. Got so, it. so basically, you would have to get the the league itself to sign off. Um, but here, okay, so you bring up a very interesting point, and I, I think there is now some confusion, and it's probably my fault as well. But, Dex, I think there's confusion about this whole thing, okay? I grew up a North Star fan. The logo and the jerseys were awesome. Um, it was a great name. It's just a great name, okay? But I think people confuse that with, some with like, I don't like the Wild or something. Okay. Let, let me be very clear. I don't... If the North Stars hadn't had a great name, so let's say they were the um, Voyagers, which, yeah. I, which I believe was... A finalist along with the Wild for the new expansion team in 2000. But I don't like that name, okay? But let's say the first incarnation of the team that moved to Dallas in 93 was the Voyagers. Mm -hmm. Okay. I still wouldn't like the Wild name and logo. So this isn't about me being, at least personally, get off my lawn guy. Okay. This is about the fact that, one, I'm with you. These jerseys I do like, okay? Okay. But the Wild name, which I've never gotten, and the logo itself, which I don't – I'm just not in love with, and I never have been, and I wouldn't be. Um, that's the reason why I'm not that big a fan of what they do, because mm-hmm. I just don't like the name itself. So, But but this is not a – the North Stars is a superior name, but no matter what the North Stars were named, the Wild doesn't – it doesn't trip my trigger. I just don't <laughs> like it. Now – did they do the best that they possibly could? Do I think the do I think that they needed to do a big M instead of an N? I don't know. I think it would have looked I don't think it necessarily would have looked great. Okay. So, I like what they've d- done here. The one thing that I will say where I ordinarily unless a jersey unless I think it's just great or just awful, the one thing that I ordinarily and I'm not sure about you Dex, reserve a little bit here is this. I need to see them on the ice on players.
0: Yeah, makes sense.
1: Like when I see them being modeled, it's like okay, that looks okay. But I have seen I've seen this before, and then seen the jersey or the sweater on the ice, and been like, no, 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 it looks great, or oh, it's not, it's not what I expected. So really, until we see games and we see guys in these jerseys playing, it's very hard for me to pass an overall judgment.
0: I think that's fair. I think it's totally fair. It. it it is going to be interesting how they do – you bring up a good point that sometimes it looks good, but then once it gets on the ice, uh, it cannot look as slick as it was, right? You, know, you could have good chemistry with someone over the phone, and when you're meeting, yeah. and then when you meet someone, you realize, oh, that maybe isn't going to work so well. Yep. Um, and that applies, too, for these jerseys. But I, I think in general, they're pretty slick. I like they're paying homage to the North Stars. Keep in mind, like because there's these reverse retros, and some of these teams are honoring – their look and jersey from 20 years ago. Some of them are honoring their jersey from 30 years ago. Some, like the Blackhawks are, theirs was from 1940, From for God's sake. So the Wild, you don't really have a history. I mean, you, you have the original sweaters, and look, let's be honest, Yeah, you weren't going to bring back those. You weren't going to bring back the original green and white ones that they had um, when they first were an in inaugural team those first three years. I know some people, the red jerseys are split. I feel like the Christmas red some people love them, and some people think they're the most hideous things I didn't hate ever them. in I didn't hate them a either. A lot of fans hate I had, them, and I, I a, never hated them. I had a Ralston jersey I remember when I got when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade that I, did, I loved. That was fine. But so the Wild have a kind of a limited supply of what they could honor. So I, yes. you, you knew North Stars was probably going to be it. It was just how were they going to incorporate? Were they going to use the logos? I think them using the colors— And keeping the Wild logo, which, yeah, is honestly one of the most controversial logos, I feel like, in all of sports. Um, There's too
1: much going on, and they thought it was creative, and I think it's too busy.
0: But what I don't get is if anyone tells me that they love the mascot, the Wild, but then tell me they hate the Seattle Kraken, you are the most contradicting person I've ever met. That makes zero sense. I will
1: ask you what I've always asked, which is, what is the Wild?
0: We don't know. I don't know. I really don't know.
1: The logo itself is what? <laughs> the bear head. It's a bear head, but it's got the trees in it, and it's There's got the loon. shooting star, which is, I think, supposed to be th- their ode from day one to the North Stars. Uh, it's just super busy, yeah. and but but the name itself, to me, is the the up that I will always have. Yeah. Which is, I just don't think. I don't think that any of the finalists for the nickname for this franchise were were good. And I I think when this show started, we went through them at one point. But as I said, it was the Wild, it was the Voyagers, it was like five names and none of them to me. you, You know what? As messed up as this franchise might be, the one franchise that, and I think they were the first to do it, that got it right, was when the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore and the league left all the Brown stuff in Cleveland. That's the way – the Winnipeg Jets. Right. That's the because I will ask you this. How many franchises that have been replaced professionally – so National Hockey League, NBA, Baseball, National Football League. How many franchises that have been replaced have done it better the second time, name and logo-wise?
0: I don't know. Houston
1: don't... Oilers was great. Yeah. Houston Texans? Give me a break.
0: But I, I like the Tennessee. I mean, I like the Titans. I like that. that but they worked out.
1: they didn't have a team though, mm-hmm. and they, they just changed it. But I but I'm saying, the Oilers left Houston uh-huh. for Tennessee, and then they got a team, and it's the Texans. Right? What?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, huh? And then even I mean, there's so conf- there's so many confusing things because didn't the the Arizona, who were the Arizona Coyotes before? Were they, the, were they the Jets? They were the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, they were the Jets. And, and
1: the Jets are a great name, which they kept.
0: Yep. And then the Thrashers then become the Jets. The Jets. Right. But the Coyotes own technically the franchise record of the first Jets. Right? right. Like it's. I know we're going down a different path, but my point is, like you're right. It's hard to replicate and make it a second new new logo.
1: But there's just nobody I, – I can't think of one off the top of my head – of a of a team, look. Would you rather be the Lakers or the Timberwolves? And I'm just saying name. Yeah, you'd rather be the Lakers. The Lakers is a great name. The yeah. Minneapolis, ten thousand Lakers. Lakers. Oh great. my God, that makes uh, you know the Wolves again. And the Wol- the Wolves are superior to the Wild, but it's the Timberwolves. Like okay, yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, I like the jerseys. I think that when we see them on players, I think I think they'll look good. I like that. Now, here's my next um, point off of this discussion, which comes from Russo's piece in The Athletic when this jersey was released, Declan Goff, okay? Okay. And this is, I don't know if you saw this or not, but this, to me, is the overkill of jerseys in this era. All right. So, the Wild was supposed to get this jersey and a Winter Classic jersey this season, okay? Yeah. To add to the two jerseys that they that they had in place. All right. So then get this. So that's that's four jerseys, two new jerseys unveiled that were supposed to be in 2020 21. Yep. There was supposed to be then a third jersey unveiled for the twenty one twenty two season for the wild. Now they're talking about putting that off to 2022-23, <laughs> okay? But nonetheless, we are talking about because let's assume that in the what's going to amount to the 2021-22 season there's going to be a Winter Classic, okay? Yep. That's going to get a jersey. Yep. I don't know that if this reverse retro Jersey is going to be here for what's going to constitute the 2021 season and then go away. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me you're going to bring in another Jersey potentially in the next couple of years. Okay. So let's focus on something. Let's say we all think this reverse retro Jersey is pretty good. All yeah. right. Yeah. Are you telling me that you want to almost instantaneously through a uh, winter classic and another third Jersey overshadow it that quickly? Like what are you doing?
0: Right. What are you? If this is good, keep it. Yeah, and use it. Yeah. That that's this is again this, is my, this proves my and point. and you're robbing people blind. This is my, this proves my point that Jersey take police are one of the most intriguing people in the world to me because you want new jerseys and then they unveil a jersey and then they want more jerseys but then they want to honor the old jerseys. It's it's this like vicious circle of crap, and it's one of those few. Like there are so many things to nitpick about the wild, and there are plenty of things. And and this applies to also other other sports franchises too outside of Minnesota. I just jerseys is not something I'm ever going to pick on. Like do I like? I'm not
1: picking. I'm picking on the greed, the potential greed of bringing in. You're you're going
0: to have like five jerseys, and that's what adds to my point of help these people uh, of just of those jersey take police. I just I don't understand. Like do I think like the Browns and the Packers? I think have some of the most hideous jerseys of all time. But guess what? I, I don't I don't hate them because of their logo. I don't hate them because of their colors. I, yeah, I, I despise them for a barrage of other reasons. Okay, so it, it's yes, there's greed, corporate greed involved too. It's just I I'm glad it gave us something to talk about today. But I'm also very much looking forward to moving on to the other topics when NHL season does start. Because like talking about jerseys to me is just like it's watching paint dry. At least for me. This is coming from the guy who loves professional wrestling think, at a 28 I old
1: I think football jerseys, for the most part, bore me. Baseball now bore me. Um, ho- hockey, the sweater, to me, is yeah. actually cool. Because teams like the Canadians and Blackhawks and Leafs have perfected it so much sure. that I'm actually far more willing to go down this path in hockey because I think the jerseys are so cool. Um, the rest of the sports, I don't care as much. But in hockey... I just, but the ultimate point is this one. If you're the wild, do not introduce, like, I get it. Winter Classic, you're going to do something special for that. You've got these, you've got your ordinary home and road. I get all that. Okay. That's four combinations. Yep. But my point is, just from a financial standpoint of people, it's a pandemic and people are losing their jobs. Do not introduce another jersey that you expect these poor wild fans to buy. I know. Put it off for a couple of years. You don't need to do it. And, in fact, if we like these reverse retros, just wear them a lot. I don't care. Like, your jerseys, your your main jerseys now are not attractive enough that it's like, oh, you got to wear these constantly. And the other thing quickly National Hockey League, go back to the home whites. I like the home whites. I don't like wearing your – I grew up with home whites. And then you start to wear your dark jerseys at home, and I got all confused. (laughs) You know what? These reverse retros to me look like a really good home jersey at the X.
0: Okay, I got you. So so I've got my top five. Okay, I want to hear them, and I'll I'll give you mine too. I've got
1: my top five. In the National Hockey League. But again, only for the reverse retros. Yes. So we do yes. not know how much these will be won. Please. Okay. Please. <laughs> Number one. This is pretty clear cut. And it, it might be a little bit surprising because I'm going to pass on the team that I think a lot of people would think I would have won. Number one, the Avalanches 1979 Quebec Nordiques throwback. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. love the Nordiques logo. It was a great name. It was a fantastic name. That's one. Two, Carolina... 1979 Whalers. The Whalers logo remains fantastic. The Nords I just, I really like, but I'm going with the Hurricanes wearing the 79 Whalers as my two. Number three, it's busy, and I don't know that it's universally popular, but I'm going with the 1989 L.A. Kings Forum Blue and Gold, which which basically use a lot of the same staples that the Kings used originally in the sixties and seventies as an expansion franchise. Yep. Eighty nine though, those Kings, I love that form blue and gold and the Kings Crown. The Kings have the Kings have gone to like black, right? Yeah. Like it's it's that it bores me. I love the original design. That's number three on my list. Number four, open for interpretation here, big time. Yep. New Jersey Devils going back to the 82 Devils. Um, they've, I think, reversed the colors, but it's the green and the old. And th- those teams were absolutely terrible, but I actually liked the design. So they four. And then five, I'm going wild. I like what the wild's done. I think yeah. it's good. So I'm going um, the Abs wearing the Nords uh, jer- jerseys from 1979-1. Mm-hmm. Carolina going with the Whalers' look, to. The Kings going with the 89 throwbacks, 3. The the Devils from 82,
0: 4, and then the Wild 5. Okay, I'll go from 1 to 5 because, like I said, I have a few that I really like and the other ones are just kind of interchangeable. All right, number one is the Ducks. Okay, if you were born in the 90s, you loved that Mighty Ducks logo. And some people think it's cartoonish. I get it. It's a duck literally flying out of the sea. It's the only one that's actually using a mascot on it because like, that was their mascot, the Anaheim Duck was, on its jersey. I really like those Ducks jerseys. I would have even appreciated it's The old school Mighty Duck lid that they used to have. It, it I knew in you terms, do that. In terms of expansion, great logos, they nailed it the first time. I hate the blue, the brown and orange and black that they've been using, uh, the black and orange that they've been using for like the better part of the last 15 years and they transitioned to the normal, new, upgraded Ducks logo. These are the ones that are it. And if you are a bad franchise now like the Ducks, you're going to be very bad for a long time. Try to get some fans back in and, and, and at least make your logo look good. Okay. I like the Ducks. Okay. I have the Kings, too. I love, 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 love all the old Kings logos. I, I, the crown is still like one of my all-time favorites. I would have appreciated the crown logo that they used to wear, but the color scheme, the purple and gold, obviously, being here in Minnesota, it's almost like a Vikings fan jersey. It, it looks very much the Vikings, Minnesota State, Mankato. As much as I despise the purple cows, so I'm a St. Cloud State grad. I will say they make a very good hockey jersey, so I, I'm a big fan of the purple and yellow there. They're number two. Number three might seem very basic, but I think it's simple, and I think it works very, very well, and it's the Oilers. I think the Oilers have a very just classic.
1: That was sixth on my list. I retro. Love it. Look, yep.
0: it's not flashy. It's not upgraded. Nope. It's not over the top. It is very classic. Orange, blue, white, stripe. Here's our logo. Yep. It's great. It's very simple, but it's great. Yep. I have the Wild 4. I think the Wild did a very good job. I don't think that they're the best jerseys. I know even some team reporters for the Wild think that they're the best things of all time. I don't think that. I think they're very nice. I think they're a very nice jersey. They did a good job. We're
1: not biased, definitely.
0: We're not biased on this podcast. If anything, we are the less. We are the opposite of biased. But they are number four. Yes. As much as, and number five, as much as I want to put that uh, Ridiculous Flames horse blowing fire out of its nose I've on my a, list.
1: I've got... <laughs> I've got that on a list as well, yes.
0: Uh, but the Canadians, I think yep. Canadians is also, again, very, same Blue with the Oilers. Blue instead of the red, Just yeah. Just simple. Yep. So it, it's very simple. Canadians,
1: I, Blackhawks, can't go wrong there. And I know, like, well, like,
0: how do you put Oilers and Canadians on your list is basic, but then have Ducks, which is probably the most over-the-top, ridiculous, cartoonish jersey I've ever seen as number one. I, it, it's a kid thing for me. It's, it's the kid in me yep. that obviously knows the Mighty Ducks. If you were born in that time, you know what it is. So, Absolutely. So one through five is Ducks, Kings, Oilers, Wild Canadians.
1: I like that list. Uh, so I came up with a bo- bottom three. Because I think the most of these combinations are pretty good. Like, I, I think the league and Adidas did a good job. But I did come up with three that I absolutely hate. And I'm with you okay. in the sense that I picked largely um, the Avs and the Hurricanes. Because that appeals to my, my um, first years as a child of following the sport. Uh so I'm going to go from my late twenties in the late nineties when I feel that jerseys jumped the shark. Okay. Like there were all I, I think I think as far as sweaters in the National Hockey League goes, the nineties were absolutely the worst. Okay. Number one on my oh my god list, <laughs> it's the it is the horse head. Calgary Flames, <laughs> it's awful, and they and they did it for a while, and I hate it. Like I hate it. Like the Flames lo- logo itself is great, and I get that they were trying to appeal to the history of Calgary. Yep, uh, it's a terrible jersey. It's a, it is. I, I think it's an awful look. I have no idea what the hell it's trying to do. I get I I understand that there are some who do, but I can't stand it. I got gotcha. you two on my I don't like list, and this was probably a tough one to do. The Vegas Golden Knights going yeah. back to the Thunder, who played in the IHL there in I believe it was I, I think they uh, dated it back to ninety five. Yep. Uh, I just don't like it. It's, I'm with you. I don't really get it They're again. On mine too. I don't get it. And then my third one going back to the late nineties, just being an era where I think jersey wise, sweater wise, a lot went wrong. The Washington Capitals. Y- yeah. I don't like that. Why? And they it's did in the that middle for me. I just don't, I don't
0: know how to feel about it. I, I don't know if I should not like it or like it. It offended my senses.
1: It, okay. And here's the thing too. Calgary and Washington, I, lo- I loved what they used to do and what they do now. Okay. So it's okay. like, what are you why are you changing so drastically? Like you your your ideas were good. So <laughs> I go Calgary Golden Knights and Washington Capitals, as far as the three that I firmly just don't like.
0: Okay. Number one for, I'll go number one. That is the least one. Uh, th- did the stars know they had to do something? Like, what the hell is this? It's I just, I considered a this.
1: I considered this. It's very, it's very Norm Green, end of the North Star. You know they should have <laughs>
0: just stuck it to Minnesota. I would have loved if they did, if the they would have just did the black. Or no, well, what, even, what even the first, the yeah, the first stars, the black one that the North Stars used in the last few years. That then the stars were when they went to, even if they did oh, sure. that, that would have been a, a, a big middle finger to Minnesota. I would have loved that more than what, like, I can't even read it. Like this, you can't even see F- stars on here. You're,
1: you are right. What it's like this? they came up and said, "Oh, you didn't know we got to have something done by noon." Keep in mind, green
0: and black too are, like, right. are my two favorite colors. Like, no. you have a lot of potential here. I don't know what the hell you're doing.
1: I thought about this too. You're, you're right. I agree with you. All
0: right, so number two is controversial, and I like what teams do with this, but I think it doesn't work for them. The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys. Okay, I love, I love the jerseys that go from the you know from your from your shoulder down to your, to your hip. Minnesota ha- used to have a really good jersey, like the Golden Gophers used to have a good jersey like that. I like, I, I like that, but this Pittsburgh one, it just like there's too many letters. I don't know, it just it doesn't work for me. It's not one of the best. Ones. It's not, it's not one of their best ones though. Yeah. Um, and then third for me, this might be controversial. I, I think the, I don't know what the hell the St. Louis Blues are doing. It's too much. It's red. It's blue. It's yellow. It, Hold on, I, I'm gonna I, look I don't, at it I don't again. like I, it. Yeah, it is from uh, their 1995. It's their Blues red bottom road jersey. It's turned upside down for a fresh take worn by guys like obviously Gretzky, Grant, fur Pronger, Brett Hall. Um, yeah, the red. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I don't hate it, I but I, I got gotcha. you. Like I don't like it. So my three worst are the Stars, the Penguins, and the Blues.
1: Yeah, I can see that. It's sort of busy and there's a lot going on. And I don't know the red. I don't know the red. Like it. I like red, but I think that's too much red and not enough blue. Correct. Okay.
0: I agree.
1: All right, on from jersey talk um to a question for you. Okay. So I'm still finding stories and this can't be right, but I guess publicly, <laughs> publicly they're trying to pass this off. I'm still finding stories saying that the National Hockey League Commissioner Bettman, who, by the way, did a great job with the bubble, but you knew this was going to come back to bite you (laughs) in the ass, um, would like to get the season started January 1st, which is impossible now because there's going to have to be a two-week training camp. and There's no way the players are going to go to training camp over Christmas at this late date. And plus, they're trying to get them to take more of a pay cut than was agreed to in the CBA, which, keep in mind, just got done right before they started playing the bubble. I think the new uh, extension of the CBA was signed in July. Long story short, Declan Goff, tell me this. What is your ideal number of regular season games for what will be the 2021 season?
0: Ideal in the sense that... Like how
1: many games do you want played? Regular season, because I'm assuming that they are going to move heaven and earth for a full playoff.
0: I think a reasonable... Well, let me just say a reasonable expectation. I think a reasonable expectation is 55 games. I think it's more than half. It's not more it's right in kind of that middle ground between between the three-fourths of a schedule Mm -hmm. so I think 55 games is an adequate amount that should still get you to a normal playoff should still get the Stanley Cup done around the same time I would assume so Um, I think 55 games the appropriate amount like we are in such a fluid and different changing situation that no matter what you want, like well it's tradition. We need eighty two games. Well well we we did the one off thing this summer. No, you like, don't. dude. No, you don't. You don't you don't get that luxury right now. We we are not And we don't need sports are a luxury. Sports are a luxury, traditions are a luxury. Right now we are not at that point yet in this in this pandemic and we're almost nine months into it, okay? Um I think fifty five games is the appropriate amount. And if you if you piss and moan over something like that where, well, I don't want forty, or no, it needs to be eighty two. If it's 60 or 70 or 80, I wouldn't be upset by it. I I, I won't be upset at the quantity of games, Judd. I, re, I really won't. But I think what the expectation is, they're just going to have to understand that you can't do an 82-game season, and I think 55 is probably the range you're, they're going to be in.
1: The most important thing that they have to have their um, focus on right now is playing a normal 2021-22. So you need to get done here. Like I think that you need to play... But you need to also then race to get done, and you can't get done. Like, we can't keep being like, it's hockey in August, ain't this great, okay? That was a one-time thing. Here's what I'm going for. I'm going for 45 to 50 games. And and let me tell you right now, I love that idea. With, keep in mind, a full playoff. So I want the playoffs. I do not want the playoffs shortened or consolidated. Um, 82 games in the National Hockey League and basketball, too, for that matter, is unnecessary. Yep. It's excessive. It's a cash grab. Um, it makes opening night meaningless. Like, it's fun. Hockey's back. And now ignore me ordinarily until around this time of year. I think you could easily play and make it a very enjoyable 45-50 to 50 game regular season followed by playoffs. And if they did that, I would applaud them, and I think that's absolutely fine. And I would look to clear out. I would try. So the clock is ticking, clearly. Yep. But I would try to get out by the time June is done. I would try and get out. Um. I, and I think their goal is to get out before the summer Olympics are scheduled to start in July. Right. I would try and get done well before that. Um. But the only sport that I'm pretty much said on you you should play x amount of games as baseball and they just played 60 which by the way not enough uh, but that being said hockey and basketball I'm never going to get fixated on the regular season wasn't long enough um so if we got if we got as few as 45 games I think that's absolutely fine I think it's perfect but I do think the most important thing that everyone has to be focused on is is in the coming months we get a vaccine it's going to take time to get back after that still to our our once what we consider to be normal existence. Uh, so the 2020 or the 21 22 season to me is the most important thing. So, so if we get a 45 game, 2021, and then playoffs, that's fine. Uh, second question. So we, we saw this note, and I've seen this a few places, but uh, our friend uh, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN had the speculation that the Wild is going to be in what would be a Western division realigned only for this year, okay? With Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, mm-hmm. the Kings, the Sharks, and Golden Knights. In other words, a lot of West Coast games. Yes. How would you feel about that, especially since my guess is the vast majority of your games, if not all, probably would be played within that
0: division? I'm, to- I'm totally okay with it. I am for it. Um, I broke it down on Twitter the other day. That number one, let's look at the division. So, the Ducks, the Sharks, the Kings—they're all bad teams. They're all very bad teams. It's very very clear that they're going to be the bottom feeders in that division. Solid point. So you're you're kind of in the middle, and, and you know there are, you know there are a few other teams that are pretty good in there, and the Avs and the Knights and uh, and, and the Stars are still going to be pretty pretty good. I think. It's an it's still an ideal spot to be in, in terms of the night game situation. Look, I've been on the I've been on the record with you even during the the playing bubble and all when the Wild had three of their four games dropped the puck at nine thirty. I love late night hockey because you're young. I love West Coast games. It, it, it is because I'm young and it is because I'm fifty one. I want to go to bed. Yeah, well, I get tired. I don't know what to tell you. Take a nap, brew some coffee. Like I if, try, if, yeah, if, I if, do if you, that. If you, you know am still tired the next day. If you want to watch hockey, this is how it's going to be. Like I, I just, I, 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 again, I can't get too nitpicky. If this is, if this is what it is, like you, you, you're not going to have it all. The, I do all agree the with you there. Yeah. So I'm cool I'm with, with it. You. If it, if that's the West Division and and the Wild geographically are in the worst possible spot, they really are. They're in the worst possible. They can make a case for the West. You can make a case for the Central.
1: But the Central, to your point, is. would be tough. It would. It would. I mean, you you've got a good point here. You're bailing them out of what of a division with lots of good teams. And basically, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't good teams here. Colorado's good, Dallas is good, but yeah, the Ducks aren't great. No, Coyotes, I don't think. so. Kings, I don't think so. Still, Sharks, I know. No, yeah, not so, good. so you, your best teams, competition-wise, if you were in this Western Division, would be Colorado, Dallas, and Vegas.
0: Correct, and those are good teams. They're, they're better teams yeah. than you are.
1: But the central, but if you go back in the central. That's a good point. Okay, so I, I've got this from from our guy Bettman. This was in, let's see, this was a a league website story uh, from November 10th talking about what the schedule would be like, okay? Okay. So I'll give this to you and just want your uh, reaction to it. Quote Gary Bettman, commissioner of the National Hockey League. Teams will play for 10 to 12 days. You will play a bunch of games without traveling. You'll go back, go home for a week, be with your family. We'll have our testing protocols and all the other things that you need. It's not going to be quite as effective as a bubble, but we think we can, if we go this route, minimize the risks to the extent practical and sensible. And so that's one of the things that we are talking about. So to your point about West Coast games, you would probably go West. You would stay there for a long time. You would play a bunch of games there probably bus back and forth. Yep. Um and then and then come back home and be off for an extended period of time or for a few days and then play a bunch of games here. So it wouldn't be normal um but for I'm with you on this point. For again, for a year or for this this year, I'm not going to complain because the whole thing's so screwed up. Yes. Like what's their answer? It can't be normal. And the all what they're they're going to have almost certainly because of the border restrictions, all Canadian division, which is going to be weird. And then well, and then the dicey thing then is and this is what they're going to have to if the um, pandemic is still an ongoing problem. The one thing that they're going to have to have the answer for eventually here is what do you do come playoff time? Right. And my guess is that they hope the vaccine is taking effect by then. But that could be interesting. All right. Final thing before we get done here. Um, I, I believe, again, it was a uh, story on the league website in the past couple of days. Bill Guerin, the Wild GM, coming out and saying that the Wild is absolutely positively going to name a captain to replace Miko Koivu, who's now in Columbus. Um, the catch there being that I believe the Red Wings have not had a captain for like two years now because they've been a young team and an up and com- or I I shouldn't say that. They've been a rebuilding team. They're still not an up-and-coming team. But their strategy was to allow this thing to play out a little bit before they named a full-time captain. Bill Guerin says that the Wild for the 2021 season is going to name a captain. Have you settled on who you want to be the captain of this team? And I think, to be clear about this, I think we both agree that this is at least important. Yeah. Because we are going to get pushback. We always do. Mm -hmm. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Players police themselves. I still think the captain is important to set a tone. Uh, Have you decided?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would want Foligno. I would like Marcus Foligno to be it, and I think he's probably still on the outside looking in in terms of because I think Spurgeon's probably the favorite. Um, I don't see Bill Guerin naming it as a, even in a, as an interim person in in a, in Parisi or Suter. I I don't think I think who he is naming is set on being this captain for the next five to ten years.
1: And that was going to be my next question is the one wild card when it comes. To Marcus Foligno is that he's 29 and entering the last season yeah. of his contract, which I think he'll stay here. But does that give you cause for pause that you could name him captain? And if he doesn't have an extension by that time, he could be gone. That, that's that's why I think when you mention Spurgeon, that that might be a possibility.
0: All right. So he, here's why. Also, it makes it still makes sense for it to be Marcus Foligno even even in entering the last year of his deal, potentially leaving the franchise a year from now. Okay. That that's that's what Bill Garren's doing. He's, he's not looking to cement everything right now. Look at all the free agents and trades that they made. They're all short-term, one-year get-out deals, work, prove-it deals. Do you want to be here? Is this going to work? Or can we get out and still rebuild and restructure? So if it's Felino for a year, and I and I I know we have talked to Bill about how much Felino means to that team and how much Bill has told us even off the record how much Felino means to that team and what he likes in him, I think it's Felino because I, I I think he represents everything a captain should be. And I think it would be him, and he, and if he signs a new deal, great. And if he leaves in free agency, then we had this conversation again in a year from now. And I don't think that's a bad idea.
1: I agree completely.
0: Wow, you I agree with me very I agree. Com- I,
1: I agree completely. Spurgeon, I like, but he's a quiet guy, and he's never going to pipe up. He's just not going to. Koivu, look, we've seen you know the stoic guy, right? Yep. I also think that deciding on a Felino extension becomes easier if you apply more pressure to him because he can basically. Show you like if he if he takes this and grabs it, that's something that's important. Um, and I think Bill Guerin is going to look. Look, I think Bill Guerin is a very smart hockey guy. OK, and he did. And he came here for a long time and observed. And I think he saw how the room operated. And I think he didn't like it. And I think that to not like it was right. And Koivu was Koivu. And that's absolutely fine. But Bill Guerin himself won two Stanley Cups, I believe, yep. and was a captain himself. And I think when you look at Felino and the fact that he's not a young guy at 29, but he's not old. But if you look at the accountability he takes and the fact that I think he's liked by a lot of people, but I also think that he can play the bad guy role, right? And if the team does not play well, who is the guy that the media all rush to? Foligno. Foligno. And he would tell you the truth. And if you're Garen, that's important because there were never excuses, but he didn't sugarcoat things. He basically just told you, this is what we didn't do and we have to do. But he didn't point fingers, but he did a very good job of also being accountable. And I think as a whole, and this is a fine line because this is tough to do. I think he came off as being very genuine, Declan, and sincere, sincere. In holding everybody, including himself, accountable without saying so and so screwed up. Yeah, I'm I, with you. I, I, I think you're exactly I right. I think
0: I think Garen wants it to be Felino, but I also think he will respect the room's decision there too. So and I and I'm guessing the room is going to make that call as well. Like like if it if it if there comes down to a tiebreaker or something that situation, and Garen wants to put his fist down, say no, actually I'm going to go against it. I I maybe could see that, but I think the room's the one who's really going to make the call. Um, I think the room might go Spurgeon, but I wouldn't go I think Spurgeon. the room would go Spurgeon as well. And look, I don't think Spurgeon would be a bad captain. I, I, I think well, Spurgeon no, would be Well, no, and if the circumstance were right, yeah. I might applaud it. But this team needs something else. It does. Like it's had
1: the Koivu. It had the, well, he stared daggers through me, captain, for how long? Yeah. You know, which is fine.
0: Yeah, and look, Koevu. This a great is a team run. that
1: needs a guy who's going to hold people accountable firsthand. And Jared Spurgeon's a really good player, and I think I think he can lead, but I don't think he's going to lead the way this team needs to be led. If that makes sense,
0: I think that makes total sense, Judd.
1: All right, it's been a long edition. We are back though, Judd's Hockey Show. But before we go, Declan has something to say. Pass, shoot, score.